Money, everybody. <laughs> I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Money Shot. It is. Hey. Hi. How you doing? I'm all right. It's late. It is late. It's late at night. It's late at night. <laughs> it's getting <laughs> weird already. It's getting weirder. <sighs> hey, we had the total eclipse of the uh, sun. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Let's talk about that. But before we do, we should talk <laughs> yes. about what movie we saw tonight. We should do that first. You're right. We you know, saw Lucky Logan Lucky. Lucky, yeah. Logan Lucky. Lucky not, not Lucky Logan. It should Lucky. be called Lucky. Yeah, that's Logan Lucky. It should be Lucky Logan. Yes. Yeah, but it you was have to have Logan a modifier. Lucky. The, the adjective should go right. before. Uh, which is a horrible name for a movie. Agreed. And that leads us into our top five. Which is? The top five worst titled movies. I love it. Of all time. I love it. Movies that are necessarily not, maybe they're really good movies, just with lousy titles. Although I did notice when we were doing, when I was preparing for mine, mm-hmm. almost all of my bad movies, bad movie titles are bad movies. This is really interesting. Okay, we'll talk about bulk, that later on. All right. But let me just say that the bulk of my five are good movies with bad titles. Interesting. Huh. That's it. Yeah. Wow. So the Road Warrior's on your list. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Terrible title. Road Warrior. Hmm. How dare you? <laughs> uh, Robert, speaking yes. of the Road Warrior. Mm-hmm. Oh. Did I tell you who our guest is going to be? I know, but why don't you tell the people out there? Ah. So from, uh, for your birthday, we did a, a little retrospective of one of your favorite films. Which Annie Hall. was Annie Hall. And my birthday's coming up. It is. In a couple weeks. And we got a very special guest. We sure do. We have the main villain from The Road Warrior, Vernon Wells, who plays Wes in, in the movie. I'm very excited about I this. I know you now, are. Let me ask you. Yes. When was the last time you saw The Road Warrior? Let me let me ask you this Which question. one was that? Have you seen The Road okay, Warrior? Okay, first of all, seriously, which which one was it? It was the one with Mel Gibson. What, <laughs> what was that, like three out of five, four? Uh, three out of four, yeah. Yeah, was that three out of four? Yeah. Yeah, you know the one with Tina Turner? Yeah, not we, that one. We don't need another hero. Yeah, we don't need another hero. But it was the one before that. It was the one right before right, that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I did. You did see it. I don't know. All right. Well, we're gonna have to watch it. We do. Oh yeah. Are we gonna you watch definitely it? need to watch it. I yeah. I have it. Recited. You have it memorized. Yeah, you can by, do it by memory right, in your sleep. But um, that's really exciting. Yeah. He also, incidentally, uh, he, I mean, he's played a lot of characters. He was in Weird Science, which is another one of that's my favorite right. movies. Uh, he was in uh, Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a really great line when he kills him at the end of the movie. Throws what, what, what a, a, a pipe through him. He like literally takes a pipe off the wall and throws it through him. And it impales him. And uh, Schwarzenegger says, let off some steam, Bennett. You know, he, There's all this steam coming out of the pipe. How would he feel if I say that to him, if that's my first utterance to him? He'd probably laugh. No, he wouldn't. He seemed like He'd roll his guy. eyes and walk out. Actually... What well, you met him? Yeah, I've met What's him a he, times. Would, would he smile and he would smile? Okay, um, he's he's a really nice guy. I it's surprising because he's played a couple of villains, but I'm excited about that. Anyway, I, I like that we're bringing it up on the podcast because if any of the podcast listeners have any questions for Vernon Wells, this is good. Please send us some questions because we're going to sit down with him. We're going to talk about the Road Warrior. Obviously, that's probably spend the most amount of time talking about. But we'll also talk about uh, some of the other Mad Max movies. We'll talk about. Uh, maybe get into some uh, commando discussion. We'll talk about his whole film career, and we'll probably talk about the latent homosexuality and a lot of the characters he plays. So, you know, anything that you want to talk about with Vernon Wells, that's really send great. us an email. Yes, please. Also, I've been wondering what will our top five be that week. I think top five of post-apocalyptic films. Oh, yeah. 
Now, like what's interesting here is that I already have done a top five all time. That was my very first episode of Money Shot. So for me to do top five of all time, and you never did that. That's why you did it on your birthday. That's right. That's right. Um, but for me to do it would be redundant. So I think I should kick in with top five post-apocalyptic films. I love films. it. That's great. Yeah. When is this happening? Uh, in two weeks. Two weeks. So we've got a couple episodes. And I think next week we're going to have Stuntman Eddie on the show. So uh, Stuntman Eddie has done a bunch of uh, stunt work for the TV show Shameless. So he's coming up pretty soon. We've got some good guests lined up. We really up. do. By the way, I already have my top five for... I don't know if I should reveal that right now. Well, I think we'll probably do top five stunts. Stunts, right. Yeah. Movies with the greatest stunts. Yeah. Yeah, I already have that down. Yeah, that so, was fun to... Yeah. Uh, this is going to be good. we got we got a lot of really great guests coming up. It's going to be good shows. But until then... Until... Well, that's it. What? Let's Can we stop now? No, let's just promote future shows and stop. All right, cool. All right. Good night, right. everybody. So until next time, <laughs> keep watching movies. Uh, so what, did you see the eclipse this morning? On TV. On TV. The way it was meant <laughs> well, yeah, to be seen. Yeah, the way it was meant to be seen. Yeah. Were you asleep or what? I, w- I was... Well, I saw it on the news, so they showed it from... Were they showed it live? Time. They did show it live. Actually, they showed it in different cities... Across that band around oh, the United States, in Oregon, what? No, I'm just. I'm, it I'm was very. Reacting to it. it was very um, community, and people were celebratory and uh, looked up in the skies and had those special glasses, and people felt it awe-inspiring. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very uh, spiritual. Wow! Did a coming you find toge- it spiritual? A coming together. Did you light a candle? At one and with sing I sang Kumbaya. I was just going to say I sang Kumbaya. Yeah. 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 But that's cool. You were at Griffith Park. I did go to Griffith Park. Yeah. Tell us what it was like. Uh, there was a terrorist act there. Um, <laughs> there was about seven of them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. No, uh, it was good. It, uh, there was a lot of people there. The entire front lawn was literally covered with people on almost every square inch. It was it, it was extreme. I've never seen so many people at Griffith Park before. But it was nice. They were... Uh, all sharing their glasses and this it was a kind of a communal spirit of hey we're all in this together and we're all subjects of the sun hmm. how small we really are yeah but you know what I kept thinking about when I was watching all these people porn <laughs> why weren't they at work that's exactly what I, I was I'm really serious right now right yeah I, I had well, to go to they? work I had to work later but I, I was like, these, why are all these why aren't they, what's the, what, what's today? It's a, it's a Monday. Monday. And why weren't they at work? I, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, did I, they all call in sick. I did snag an extra, um, set of glasses you know, that you can watch the, the little, you know what I'm talking about? The little yeah. glasses you watch. Yeah. The 3d. Yeah. yeah. The 3d glasses. <laughs> and I went down the street. I was getting some, uh, breakfast with some friends of mine afterwards. And they, um, I, I saw this gardener. And he was just handling some sprinklers and stuff. And I was kind of looking at the eclipse because it was still kind of going on. And I leaned over to him and I said, do you want to see it? And I, I think he didn't even speak very much English. And he kind of looked at me and goes, oh, oh. And kind of looks up and goes, eh, ah, cool. And he kind of hands it back to me. And it, all of it took about maybe seven seconds. And he was like, I got to get back to work. And I was like, I like that, man. You're, he, 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 but he had work to do. He had work to do. Yeah. Yet he still acknowledged you and yeah. your offer and enjoyed that moment yeah and they came back to you and went back to work yeah and it was like ah, there it was all right nice i gotta go right right now a lot of these people the younger people were students i assume that they're students and i guess it's um summer break yeah well, for some but these adults LA USD had already started yeah so what's up 
I don't know. Yeah. A lot of the people at Griffith Park were not kids. It was the majority of it was uh you know what? Actors. That's it. That's it. Now I don't know what, where we live. What you said you were watching TV, so I don't know what what shows you were watching in the news program. That's a good point. No, I was watching Oregon. I was watching the Midwest states. They were tracking and seeing people and the the partying. Uh. They were not necessarily actors because it wasn't in LA. So who are these people and why aren't they at work and shame on them? Hmm. Well, hey, uh, (laughs) who died this week, Ira? Do you want to do that one? Yeah, let's talk about who died. We're not going to do a weekend read? Okay, all right. And now the moment we have to say the following people passed away. Got to tell you, unfortunately, we must. The following people have turned, turned to, to dust. dust. And what a week. We did lose a few greats. Uh, we'll we'll build up to that. And uh, I'm going to kick this off. You want me to run with this one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right, I will. By the way, before I get started, there is something I want to say. Hmm. Do you remember last week the Japanese gentleman who passed away? We acknowledged him because he was in 13 Godzilla movies. Yes. Robert, you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit of digging this afternoon. Yeah. He was Godzilla. Was he? He was in a Godzilla. He ate, he ate Tokyo. That's who he is. So they kept on bringing him back for something. One source said 13 movies. Another said 15. He ate he Tokyo? Was, he ate Tokyo. Yeah, Godzilla ate Tokyo. So that was him. He had the, the movement for it. And I just got such a kick out of that. I want to mention that to you. Isn't that huh. cool? So the God, guy who ate Tokyo the guy, died. died, yeah. Finally. Probably, yeah. He probably ate too much. There's a joke. Japanese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Too much sushi. The sushi was spoiled. Do you think he got hungry? An hour <laughs> oh, later? no, that's Chinese. Oh, but not that's Japanese. Chinese. No, not Japanese. Oh, that's Chinese. You get hungry again. All right, but I did want to. That was really cool. That he, is cool. Play, I like that's that. cool that he's dead. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. yeah okay. The following people have passed away, and forgive my mispronunciation of the first um, a '66 Polish actor who was in the uh, the pianist, and his name Andrzej Blumenfeld. Andrzej Blumenfeld. Yeah. Come on, Ira. You, you know, know Andrzej Blumenfeld. Are you messing with me? Yeah, I'm messing, yeah, with, I don't messing know. with me. But. Uh, uh, the pianist that was Roman Polanski. Mill. It was, so he, yeah, he I mean, it, it was a Polish. It was set in Poland. So. Yeah, so Polanski in Poland. Yeah. He's, Pol- yeah, he's yeah. Polish. It was yeah, set in Pol- Poland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We also had another. Believe it or not, yet another stunt person passed away. And Robert, I was reading another article about this a couple days ago. That it's been a lousy. Few, they said the month of August, we've lost a few stunt people. Uh, remember a few weeks ago, oh, we acknowledged that on on the set of um, The Walking Dead, right? And, uh, and we did lose Joy, Joy Harris, uh, female, 40 years old, uh, American motorcycle racer, stunt woman. In Deadpool 2, she was su- shooting a scene in Deadpool 2, and there was an accident, and she died. Did they say it was a motorcycle accident? Yes. Yeah. Did they Mo- say what, what the stunt was? No, no, but it was a motorcycle stunt accident. So something's going on with these stunt people. Yeah, they're, they're taking a lot of crazy risks. Yeah, yeah. So we also lost a Russian actress, Vera. Vera Galagoliva, 61. Now, I looked up that she received what's called the People's Artist Award. And um, in the Soviet Union, it's the equivalent of our Lifetime Achievement Award. Huh. Yeah, is that interesting? So actually, two people, received, two Russian actors re- who received the People's Artist Award passed away. In addition to Vera. There was Vera, another one other yes. than Vera? Yeah, in addition to Vera, Ki- uh, Vera was 61. Kira Kira Golovko, 98 Russian actress, and she won that esteemed award as well. Now, see, this is, to be honest, yeah. 
let's get a kind of serious for a moment. This is what I like about Dead Corner. I, I really do. Because I really first threat. of all, I, I'm not going to remember these people's names, and that's probably a shame, and I should be a little bit embarrassed about. But first of all, I'm learning something more about the Russian culture. I didn't know about the, the People's Artist Award. Right. I didn't know anything about that. But also, these people deserve to be mentioned. I love that we do this. They've had a craft, and they've worked at their craft, and let's acknowledge them. And it's such a collaborative medium that all people are important on a crew. So, in front of the camera and behind the camera. I mean, we don't acknowledge like anybody in the camera department who died or anything. But yeah, no, we don't care about that. Yeah, key grips, gaffers. Who cares? It's it's collaborative, but they don't really. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Also, Sunny, Sunny. Landham, 76 American actors. And do you know who that person is? Uh, mm, Predator, 48 Hours, Lockup of Heart Failure. Uh, we also lost a British actor, uh, Paul Paulo Silvino. Not Paul Silvino, but mm. Paulo Silvino, 78. Say, Paul Silvino. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, also, 47 year old Syrian actress and activist, Fadwa Solomon. Um, Wait, she was an activist? Yes. Well, actress and activist. Did she act at activating? Yeah, or she could have activated as... <laughs> Keep going. All right. All right. Uh, these people, of course, are all notable in their own right, but there are two people in addition who we do need to acknowledge. And number one, we lost... Uh, Only Dick... two? Yeah. Well, we're acknowledging all of them, but the notable people who are more significant... Oh, yes. Okay. Well, I'm actually saving that. There's, there is a third person, and it's pretty shocking, and I bet a lot of our viewers, not even viewers, a lot of our listeners aren't aware. <laughs> People are viewing this. <laughs> you better put some clothes on. Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory, Robert, 84 years old, American comedian, civil rights activist, a heart attack, and um, civil rights, and we don't associate him. He was in quite a few movies. Yeah, he was in He was in a movies. lot of movies, and I have a whole list of them. I forgot he was in Reno 911, the TV series, The Hot Chick, Children of the Struggle, One Bright Shining Moment. He uh, was an author, wrote a lot of books and so right. on, but uh, he passed away. Jerry Lewis. Hey, Thanks. lady. Hey, lady. Let's talk about Jerry Lewis for a minute. Let's. Well, sh- let me first do the quick, and then we'll open it up. Is okay, that cool? Okay, Jerry, 891, American comedian. Martin and Lewis, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, that was, I mean, Who? The, <laughs> the nightclub circuits, they were they were number one. Um, act, obviously, films like The Nutty Professor. So and, he was in The Hot Chick? <laughs> and, uh, of course, we associate him with the uh, muscular, disability Labor Day telethon. But um, let's talk about Jerry Lewis. Talk. Was this guy an asshole or yeah, not? Yeah. Did you see that? The last interview, the <sighs> one where he was such a dick. Yeah. Sitting in a, he was berating the reporter, yeah. right? You saw that? Yeah. And do we get that way when we get old? I, from what do I've we get, heard, he's just been that way. Always. Yeah. He's just been that way for years and years and years. Uh, what a cunt, man. <laughs> <laughs> but a brilliant one. Oh, no, you're, I'm looking at your body language right now and you're not acknowledging, you're not, we're not on the same page with him. I said a brilliant, we, I, he, I don't know how I feel about him. I, it's just cause he's, you and he's I have Jewish. That's why no, you feel I, that way. I, please. Anti-Semite. I, I can't stand the Jews, but that has nothing to do with this. No, he, um, he was great in King of Comedy and you and I've talked about that before. That movie, that movie. He really was good in that, yeah. that movie. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 Sandra Bernhardt. Yeah, it was. She was. Oh, what I, yeah, Sandra Bernhardt was great, yeah. and De Niro was great. Oh, 
But I, th- I think, and what he's doing for his charity, that's great. Very noble. And People were wondering the motivation, though, about why is he doing that? Why that is a little weird for his kids and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have my own views about charities that I, I'm a little hesitant over the money allocation and things like that. So a lot of these charities are, are far more corrupt and, uh, and, and inefficient than we give them credit for. You know, when they raise hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars and then very little of that actually goes to where they're claiming to get it to go to. And a quick tangential question for you. I wonder if we're going to agree on this. I've always felt that people who give to charities is extremely selfish. They're doing it to make themselves feel better. Well, that, that gets into like Jeremy Bentham and, uh, and uh, you know, like the philosophy stuff of about why do we do anything and it's all actions are self-motivated and that's and I mean, selfish yeah and Nietzsche even says this and he's changed his mind as he got older but like early Nietzsche stuff is all about how we only act in, out of self-interest there is absolutely there's no action the Red Cross because of what happened in Haiti aren't we doing that so we can sleep better at night yeah but it I think it's also the way that people will view us you know with the You'll hear people say like, oh, it's not charity if you talk about it and publicize it. If we didn't do that, then charity donations would decrease. Right. So that's part of why we're donating to charity. Now, I have my own issues with charity, but if, if you want people to donate to charity, you better give them an option to go publicize that and put that on their Facebook or their Twitter or whatever. So that's a big part of it is kind of bragging that you gave to charity. Right. And a lot of this stuff comes from actually Rockefeller and... Um, Carnegie in the uh, early 1900s, they had so much wealth, they had so much money. You know, they they were in this race neck and neck. J.D. Rockefeller and, uh, and and Carnegie, they were they were racing to get more and more money. That they just amassed such a fortune. Uh, Rockefeller, I don't know if you know this, he at one point he had one percent of America's wealth. One wow. guy had one percent of the entire wealth of the nation. That's how rich he was. And then they started getting into these charity donations and doing all of this uh, long-term grants and uh, endowments and things like that. And it, it still it echoes today. When you watch PBS, you see everything's donated by the Carnegie Foundation or the Carnegie Foundation, however you want to say it. But they've impacted the way that we view charities. And uh, it, it was really those two guys that, that started to make that change. And it, it was all about... Look how good I am. Look how awesome I am. I'm giving all this money right, to charity. Right, right. Do charities really help? I I remain unconvinced. I think they yeah. actually hobble the people that you're trying. The, the big example that I always give is uh, Tom's, you know, the shoe company. They famously have this whole campaign where you buy a shoe and you buy a pair of shoes and then they donate a pair of shoes to people in some foreign land that need it. But the problem is we're not really looking at the the real benefit of those countries so for example a country like haiti you know you've you mentioned haiti before we if we we imagine some small shoeless child who's walking around barefoot but the problem is that that's a very racist stereotypical view that we have of these these countries they have shoes they have people who make shoes in those countries and when you have toms who delivers these truckloads of shoes to villages in in haiti or africa wherever you're, you're doing you actually put somebody out of business who was making those shoes so now you're actually hurting the local economy 
and you have this giant influx. Who's going to buy shoes from somebody when they can get free Tom shoes? Right. So all in all, it winds up actually hurting a lot of the economy. And, and it often happens by charity groups that are trying to help. Uh, all, a lot of the money from Haiti that went down after the, um, after the earthquake. Earth, no, no, no. Was it? The, oh, big, you're right. the big earthquake. Yeah, earthquake. A lot of that money went to American and French construction companies to go down there to rebuild. So it didn't make Haiti rich. It made American construction and French construction companies rich. But by extension, it built homes for people to sleep Somewhat, in? Somewhat. But a lot of those homes were shoddy. Right. And people do asinine things with their... I mean, there was a Vice episode that was talking about this where uh, the International Olympic Committee donated a state-of-the-art soccer field to these villages. I mean, these are people that are living in like little shanties and they're, they're like little lean-tos with plywood and some plastic, you know, or corrugated steel or something. But they have this state-of-the-art, like world-class soccer facility. Why? Well, they don't fucking need that. Get these people some running water. It's insane. It's also shoving our values. Yes. It's not organic to where it's going. It's shoving our values to a yeah. different culture. It, it's fucked up. So yeah. at any rate, I think people mean well. And, you know, Americans give more to charity than all other nations combined. All other nations combined. Wow. So we love charity. And it's it's an easy thing to get on board with. I mean, uh, how many people stand up and say, we shouldn't be giving to charity. And whenever I say that, immediately everyone's like, you're such a fucking asshole. Yeah. But what I'm really trying to say is by donating to charities, you wind up hurting the organization that you're trying to help. And I, I know that we, we mean well for these people, but what, by raising money for you know, Jerry's kids and stuff like that, in a lot of ways, it, it can do some real damage to those people if you're not looking at the long-term impact that that money would have right. on some of them. Right. Some money right. is good to, to give to some charities, but other money winds up actually hurting the organizations. Right. Hurting the people that you're trying to help. And so I think in order for you to give to charity, you have to thoroughly research. What are the, what are the implications here of, of giving to this group? Or are these organizations charlatans? A lot of them just set up uh, sham donation centers and you sure. give them money, then they sure. disappear. They never, yeah. then never deliver the money. And sometimes it's not even nefarious sometimes it's just i i can't it would cost me too much money to get this money to haiti so uh what do i do with it right right so there's uh, there's a lot of shitty stuff that goes on with charity right right anyway that was a little jag Sorry but i like that. that but i want to steer you back to i felt you had more to say about jerry lewis though oh uh, I do. that's where i want to take you so yeah i don't know i think i think he's a he's a complex man and I'm glad that I'm glad that we got that last interview from him because it really did it really did put a kind of cherry on top to his his whole career, I think. He he got the spotlight one last time. He made the news not for the reasons that I think he would have wanted, but he's made some really weird choices. That's what I'm trying to say. The clown the what's the, the, the clown that cried or the day the day the clown, the clown cried. cried. Yeah. Right? You know you tell I know about it. yeah, why don't you tell So famously about it. Jerry Lewis makes this movie in the nineteen seventies about a clown in the concentration camps in World War Two who's entertaining all of the uh children the, the children. As they were being marched into the gas chambers. And yeah, reportedly right. Jerry Lewis never 
release the movie because as they were editing it, he realized, what the fuck did it's I insane. do? We should say that he wrote it, directed it, and starred in it. Right, yeah. And so it was his project through and through. And then he, he just basically said, no one's ever seen this movie. And he bottled it up tight. And I think you could see a few little right. clips of it and, and images and stuff from it on YouTube. Right. But, uh, yeah, from all accounts, it's supposed to be really, really awful right. and very offensive. But say what you will, I still, well, obviously those earlier films, whether it's Cinderella or... or I, I, Nutty I, Professor. Nutty Professor. These yeah. were classic films and it was pure, the, the bellboy, things the like bell that. The bellboy was pretty funny. It was. See? Yeah. You're, you're, but... Um, and wasn't he in the Mad, 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 Mad world? Yes, he was. Yeah. Everyone was, but yeah, he had a cameo in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Yeah. He's dead. All right. Well, we took care of... And actually, we, you're right. We have three notables. What do you, what do you think about it? Because you just said he made some classic movies. What are well, your thoughts did. about him? And I do think we all... Because you painted me out to be an anti-Semite, which well, is no, not I, true. Okay, I was kidding. Actually, I should share with our listeners that Robert and I spoke a few days ago, and I even suggested that we dedicate this podcast to our top five Jerry Lewis movies, and you didn't. You just felt, no, no, let's not do that. We can do this something else yeah, instead. But we uh, talk about it. We talk about it right now when we cover The Dead Corner. I sure appreciate him for what he was as a comedian entertainer i liked his earlier films i i i love um king of comedy that i'm i'm yeah. begging our listeners to watch that movie and um and others too i just have fond memories maybe it's the fact i'm older as a kid growing up when my mom and dad took me to see a visit to a small planet you mm-hmm. know and there's just something about the <laughs> hey lady and he made a smile and laugh and what's the harm of that even though he was a cunt I wonder, you know, the, the breakup with him and Dean yeah. Martin. And Dean Martin always seemed kind of cool and relaxed. Yes. So that leads me to believe that probably he was the the problem within that relationship of, you know what, I don't I don't feel like hanging out with this dude anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like uh, you and me. Hey, what's that supposed to mean? It just means that. You're eventually not gonna want to hang out with me anymore. Oh, that I won't want. No, I thought that you won't want to hang out with me. Oh no, that's already taking place. <laughs> we have three notables, and again, we mentioned Dick Gregory and uh, Jerry Lewis, mm-hmm. and the third one is Kirk Douglas. He died. Okay, so let's oh, go Kirk on. Kirk Douglas is dead. Yeah, cool. Yeah, All he right. died. Okay, so um, I, I just want to mention that. But also, in addition, don't forget the Dead Corner. We have this this new arena for the Dead Corner. We have Death of a Marriage. Any couples that break up, we had a big one last week. We don't have any right now. And also, Death of a of a uh, of a Career. Actors who make bad choices in films. And again, if any of our listeners would like to fire off an email, who's dead now? Whose career is dead now? This is an interesting one, huh? It really is. Who Jer- have we not Jerry heard? Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Who have we not That's heard from? That's a really good question. Time? Yeah. Who have we not heard from? George Went. Where's George <laughs> Went? He's a one note actor. Oh, wow. There's some resentment there. Oh, well, he was. He was always, just, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He's great on Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. These aren't actors, these are personalities. Okay. Whoa. I'm getting a little honorary. That's true. All right. Yes, you know, they're not actors. They're personalities. And we like the personality. They're affable personalities. That's all they You are. know our guest next week is George Wendell. George is coming down. Don't. Don't. That's the dead corner. All right. Hey, what movies did you see this week? 
<clears throat> so you're doing that intentionally, thinking that I'll forget to do this, aren't I you? I try. I know, it's not going to work either. Other movies we've seen during the last seven days. Some are stinkers, some we want to praise. Some are old, some are new. We now present The Week in Review. What movies did you see? I'm going to go first? Yeah. You know, the last few weeks I've been getting a little bit more highbrow, if you will. Oh. Instead of softcore porn or BDSM movies, but on my Netflix streaming, I finally saw a film that I've always wanted to see. The French film Amelie? Amelie. Amelie. Amelie? Yeah. I think it's Amelie. Amelie. Yeah. Did you see it, Robert? Oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. You I love it? Amelie. 2001, a French romantic comedy. It was, it was whimsical. It was whimsical, and some of the criticism was that because it was so whimsical, there was some fluff, and didn't have a lot of substance, but I don't care. I liked it a lot. You know, it was nominated for five Academy Awards, and I found it to be enchanting, feel-good, and fanciful. Enchanting. She was incredible, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. And it is your... I wasn't sure if it would be your kind of movie, but you liked it. Good? Yeah, I like good movies. What, you said it was criticized for being what now? Uh, that it was almost paper, made out of paper. It didn't have a lot of substance. The story, it was so, by the way, the cinematography was incredible, but the movie was done with a wink. There was a wink all the way through, yeah, especially never, in the first third. I never heard third. anybody say that it was made out of paper. That's not a, uh, a critique I've really heard people say about it. Yeah, yeah. I read up uh, on Rotten Tomatoes and so on that it was um, fluff. There was a lot of fluff. I mean, ultimately, what was it? Uh, we have this young girl, and she's a, a waitress in a, in a restaurant, and she's uh, isolated herself and lacks certain social skills, and she'd rather go out and do good deeds for other people, like return toys that she found to the rightful owner years mm-hmm. later. And that's what it is. It does turn out to be a romantic comedy in the last third. But it was I thought it was a, a lovely film. I thought it was a lovely film. You're surprised that it got a few negative reviews, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I almost everybody I know really yeah. likes this movie. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's French. So for a French movie in French to make its way across the pond and to be so successful in the U.S. Highest be grossing a, French film. In the, yeah. And there's got to be a lot going on with the film correctly if it's going to be that successful. And I see a lot of people emulating it, and and the quick cutting styles and the yes quirky angles, and yes. things like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was enchanted by it. I thought it was charming. She was cute. Je <laughs> 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 m'appelle Ira. That's well, my name is Ira. I uh, I didn't see very many. What did movies you see? I, I'm sorry. I, what did I you just, see, Robert? I saw a couple of TV shows, but you know what? I've been, as you know. Yes. Tell us what you've been doing. I've been working a lot on our film. Our film. Yeah. You mean Thirty Love? I do mean Thirty Love. It's going to be out soon, isn't it? It is going to be out soon. Hey, September 28th at the Vista Theater. If you're listening to this and you'd like to get tickets to our film, we'll put a little plug in here right in the middle Let's of the do show. Let's do it. Uh, we do have an Indiegogo campaign set up, and you can. Buy tickets to the red carpet premiere. You can also buy tickets to the week-long run at the Los Feliz 3. Both of those are in Los Angeles. And that's going to be on September 28th, 2017. So be sure to buy tickets. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, just search for 30 Love Film. You can go to um, our Indiegogo page, 30 Love Film. You can find us on our website, which is 30 Love Film. There's pretty much our, our Twitter Instagram, all of that is 30 Love Film. So find us any way you can. Absolutely. Check Absolutely. that out. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different options available for you if you 
Uh, if you can't come to Los Angeles and you still want to help donate, if you still want to, um, if you want to buy the movie and we can send out a DVD to you. So whatever you'd like, however you want to get it, uh, go ahead and order it through Indiegogo now and we can get everything kind of pre-sold for you before it's all released. We just launched the uh, the campaign literally two days ago. Right. So it's live. It's live. In fact, what's one of the tiers that if um, we, Robert and Ira will come to your home and cook you dinner. Yes. But you do have to live within the greater Los Angeles True. area. Yeah. You mean we won't fly to New York and we, do that? Uh, you want to buy our tickets, I guess. But uh, yeah, we're not, we're not going to leave the state. We're real excited about this. Again, Thursday, September 28th at the Vista, which is right where Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard, that crazy intersection, come together. So, That's our red carpet premiere. You're yep. welcome to come to that as long as we have tickets. So you got to be sure to buy those quickly. Right. Uh, this is going to sell out. And we've, we've got quite a few people showing up for it. We this do. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's building momentum. And then, as Robert said, for a week after that, it'll be the Los Feliz 3, which is on Vermont in Los Angeles. Right. Good. So. We did it. Hey, let's talk about our movie. Oh, Okay. Oh, was that the podcast? No, that's just it. me ranting it's, about can charities. We just, can we just go into our top five? <laughs> it's kind of weird that I'm saying, "Hey, we shouldn't give it to charities," but hey, you should give us money. Not as, it's not a charity. Uh, a, this is a business venture. <laughs> this is not a charity. And I would argue you're getting something for your absolutely. Dollar. Yeah, it's not donation. You are right. getting things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, what did you think of the well, movie tonight? Okay, as usual, Robert, once again, I do want to ask if you'd please take us through in broad strokes. Uh, what's the difference between story and plot? Do you remember that came up once before? Plot is how the story is told, the different shots and the different way that it's ah, conveyed. Then we're not doing plot, we're doing more story. What's right. the story? The story here yes. is Ocean's Eleven in West Virginia. That's it. That's Done. it. Actually, that's the log line. That's a great log right. line. That's yeah. not the story, but it's a terrific log and line. There, there was even an inside joke, which was uh, many people are calling this Ocean's 7-Eleven. And that that's was a great funny. line in the movie. That's very funny. And uh, and I, I'm glad that they kept that line in there because this is also the same director as yeah. Ocean's 11, yeah. Steve Soderbergh. Soderbergh is my favorite director. I know. I love Soderbergh. And I like him for the choices that he makes because even when he makes bad movies there's always something interesting in them i i love the way that he moves from very independent films uh like bubble and even full frontal and stuff like that to full frontal and he'll also do oceans 11 aaron brockovich uh, traffic so he you know he did the girlfriend experience where sasha gray do you i'm sure you know that film. i know of it i'm surprised you haven't seen that uh tonight Bye. Uh, so, yeah, I can't believe I have to twist your arm to see a, a porno actress act in a movie. But he does a lot of really interesting films. He's also, by the way, the man who is credited for setting off the entire independent film thrust all through the 90s and the, the 2000s. And that was because his directorial debut in 1989 was Sex, Lies, and Videotape. That actually made the Sundance Film Festival what it is today. Right. So, right. Steve Soderbergh, whether you know it or not, this guy has influenced a ton of film. He's, uh, he is a game changer in the, in the independent film world. And he's helped so many people make sense out of their movies. I think I told you Spike Jones brought him in for the movie Her to make that kind of fall into place a lot more. To he's, help with the editing, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, I cut this, trim this down. Soderbergh is very, very influential. 
and he actually retired. He pulled out I of know, the film industry, I know. and he now he's back. He's I didn't back. think he could stay at retired. I was yeah. convinced he'd be back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Did you like it? I did. A I lot. liked this movie, and I liked it a lot, but I had a feeling you didn't like it. You could t- you, are you reading my body language again? Yeah, or did you just feel it wasn't for me? Both. Um, the... The, there's something about Ocean's Eleven that has so much pizzazz yes. and the wink and the smile work with all of the actors that are in it. And there's a wink and a smile here, but it's not quite the same. And I think this is a little bit more homespun. And I can see that not really firing on your level. I, I, I This guy makes films that I always are find Are you saying I'm intriguing. not sophisticated nope. enough to appreciate No, I'm saying I think... Uh, you're. Oh, shit. I think that you. Where are you going? Oh, sorry about that. Where's Robert? Going? Uh, I spilled my water. Oh. I think that you would like it, but I don't think that you would love this movie. Right. Right. But I I liked it a lot. I I like Channing Tatum. I like the uh, I like the way it was thought out. What did you think? I you're right. I I liked it, but not. But not a lot. And it was the, the juxtaposition of Ocean's Eleven, which was glitzy and everyone right. was real pretty in that movie, and Vegas and the sets. It was all. It was a, Ocean's Eleven was a shiny movie. Right. It was shiny, and this was the antithesis of that. They're both heist movies, but this was um, dusty. Yeah. One was shiny, and the other was dusty. And um, I knew you would like it more than I. And um, I don't know what. I, it's been getting a lot of strong reviews, hasn't it? But for some reason, I was getting um, fidgety. Yeah, and it didn't resonate with me, and I'm not sure why. Now, last week was some something really interesting happened last week is that you almost talked me out of the I know. movie. And I know. You're making some really good points, so I'm interested to discuss this with you. And I mean, I'm open minded enough to to come at it, and I, I think uh, to come at it from a, a critical thinking kind of viewpoint. I'm, I I won't just swallow a pill. But Steve Soderbergh is about as much as I come to just swallowing the pill of the director and saying, whatever this guy does, I'll, I'll buy. Between him and Tarantino, they're almost always just surefire hits for me. But uh, Soderbergh, I think, is making some really interesting choices here. But I think you also have to be patient with his films. He's someone that really dabbles in experimental stuff. And he's done some some films that I think some people are like, ah, this is not for me. And, and, and I don't think he minds that. I don't think he minds alienating some fans. But he really wants to say what he wants to say first. He's an independent filmmaker. And he's not afraid to take some of those chances, which I think is interesting. Right. And he's taking a few chances here. The pacing is a little weird. And even some of the scenes in the... Just when you think the actor is about to reveal something interesting, he'll cut and he'll jump over to. Uh, it might be the reveal of what they're talking about, or you. It, it's a piece of the puzzle that you don't see, and you're going, "Well, why did they do that?" And I think you just have to trust that he's experienced enough that he'll explain it. You'll get it, but you got to stick. I with was him. aware of that happening at least twice in the movie. There's yeah. going to be an aha moment, and said we cut to the other. Yeah. Elsewhere, and yeah. I think that's a. I mean, if you watch films like. Uh, like the limey, which he did, where there's a lot of these jump cuts that are very aggressive. And I like that. I like the way that he cuts away from action. And I think he's, what I I admire about his films is that he always seems to be trying something new. There always seems to be this style that he's he's trying to spin for his films. And I felt that there was one here. 
What else did you think? I I liked. Well, we often speak about the dialogue and the need to dirty up dialogue. It mm-hmm. was dirty and it was natural. Yeah, uh, that was some of our issues with other movies that it was contrived and too smart. No, this was this dialogue felt very natural to me. Um, and also, I know that was it last week where I had a problem with the actress uh, Olsen who played the FBI agent. Yeah, this time I did not have that problem. I thought she was terrific. Yeah, um, Hillary Hillary Swank. Yeah, right. right. I thought, I thought everybody was good in this movie. Yeah, and they oh, were. Even though Hillary Swank did put on this Christian Bale it was voice. Too, do you think it was, was too much? Batman? It was, yeah. It was a little Their much. voice was too deep. It was too self-consciously deep. A little bit robotic. But she was fine. A little her. bit robotic-like. Oh, you know who wasn't fine? Who? Katie Holmes, man. That one scene in the very beginning when she first shows up, you could always see her acting. She's not a good actress. Yeah. And she was really trying here. But... Um, she Damn. looks striking. Yeah, I'll say. But to watch her act is really difficult. It's it just, you can just see her trying way too hard. Yeah, yeah. She was married to what's his name? Jeff Bridges. You're just looking at me right now, Jeff Bridges. I just I'm, I'm gonna be quiet. See where you go. <laughs> so she's married to uh, you know. Come on, yeah, Tom Tom Cruise. Tom is, that, is that right? Yeah, she was married to Tom Cruise. She was married to Tom Cruise. Yeah, she was in that first Bat. She was in the Batman, the first one of the um, yeah, Batman and, Begins. And then they ditched her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I felt that certain sequences for me were a bit manipulative, such as the um, um, when the little girl performs and sings on stage the John Denver song, um, and it was reminiscent of even Little Miss Sunshine yeah. on stage with the bright light on her, and then the seeing the father and the audience and stuff. And I did feel that was. Um, Manipulative. It was, it was not an organic scene. You appreciate it? Yeah, I, I can. Oh, see, I'm going to sway you once again. Wasn't there another movie that we saw fairly recently where there's somebody on stage that yes. suddenly changed? Yes, and you know what it was? Fist fight. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's when the little girl was saying all the profanity. Fuck you, motherfucker. Is, right. is that what you're referring to? Yeah. 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 By the way, that scene from Fist Fight with a girl is on YouTube a lot. It's, it's like they're turning it. It's getting a lot of just that one sequence because huh. it's so funny. Little girl with a profanity. Um. Yeah, so that I thought was she was a pretty good actress, though. Oh, I, I did too. Mm-hmm. And usually, the ch- child actor, I'm kind of like, mm. she's really natural. Yeah, she was. She was very natural. Hey, I want to ask you something. Those tubes sucking in the money mm-hmm. is that real? Do they really do, explain explain what I'm talking about? Okay, or, so they the whole heist. Yeah. We, we really should walk everybody through the yeah, plot here. Yeah, yeah. The whole. Heist centers on Channing Tatum's uh, character. He gets fired from this construction job where they are basically repairing these potential sinkholes underneath this uh, the stadium, the NASCAR stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. So his job is to repair those sinkholes. He gets fired, and he gets fired for an un- unjust cause, so he needs to get money. And he realizes that there are these tubes that lead from the concession stand down to a bank vault underneath the NASA Speedway um, what was that? Tra- track. That's what I'm trying to say. And so he tries to get a team of people together to get these. Uh, what, do you, what am I trying to say? The um, the use those tubes to suck out the money. Right. And that's the basic plan is that it all ends up in this vault, this bank vault. And by sucking the money out instead of blowing the money in, they can basically pull the bills out. My question to you is, why do they need to break Daniel Craig out of the prison? 
I feel like they could have done all this without him. All right, what part did he play in the actual heist? What What did he, he do? Knew how to blow up. Oh, I something? know the gummy bears. Yeah, but he knew how to make couldn't, nitro. Could they have done that themselves? Could they have just Googled it and gotten involved yeah. with themselves? Um, well, the cynic in me suggests, well, they did that so it would really be an, a cool beat in the movie. Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. Yeah. To get him out and then get him back in. Yeah. And not be discovered. Could have saved yourself a whole lot of time. I'll say. Is that... Do you, did you buy into that? What was it? Nitroglycerin with gummy bears and shit? Well, no. It was, it was gummy bears. And what was it? It was a, a salt re- replacement. Right? So it was a... That's right. Oh, that's right. And that's why with the egg we saw in the early scene. The egg? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. When he's the eating the eggs. Salt. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got the salt replacement and then the bleach pens. And he put all of that in a plastic bag. Yeah. I don't know. Let's find out. Very MacGyver. MacGyver. Yeah. That was a big MacGyver moment. It was. It was. I have a feeling those things probably don't react the way that they're... I don't think so. I also did think that it was a bit contrived and easy. Uh, jumping on the fire engine so they could get back into the prison. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just... Everything fell it, right into place. It did. And I would like to have seen it not quite so easy. Mm-hmm. Or for something to go wrong in that plan to get them back in, that would have made that would have made it more interesting. Yeah, you know. Overall, I mean, I I I knew you liked it a lot. I could tell. And um, to me, this movie is candy. This is easy movie to watch. If it's on TV, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not going to run right back out and go see it in the theater. But I don't think it was bad. And it it was just so very easy to 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 follow the story and just kind of be. Not mind-numbing, because there there is some thought there. I, did you notice that everyone was standing kind of awkwardly? I didn't One thing that I'll notice in, in movies a lot is that actors know not to put their hands in their pockets because it it looks too casual, but they don't know what to do with their hands because they're so used to putting them in their pockets or folding their arms or something. So then it looks really awkward when they just stand there. And... That's what was happening. Almost all the actors were just standing there with their hands down by their side and actually looked even more awkward than if they just stuck a hand in their pocket. So this was a conscious choice, right? Was this was A, a lot of actors were doing it. If you were to go back and watch that movie and look for people whose hands are not in their pockets, you'd find quite a few. So were they, do you think they were directed to do that? I guess. I could only assume so. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I want to go back to those tubes. I can't get past those. The concession stands, right? Where people buy the hot dogs and stuff like that. Isn't that right? Right. And instead of putting the money in the cash register, it goes in a suction thing and goes down a tube. And the there's banker this room. tubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes into this basement, this underwear room, and all these bills. This underwear room? <laughs> this um, underground room and all these um, bills just in a pile of money. Is that accurate? I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's find out. How do you even know that? That's my question. I mean, he didn't know it until some guy was they, like... I don't think I'm not buying those vacuum tubes. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Nope. Well, vacuum but, tubes but, exist. Yeah. They used to have in old buildings when people would mail. Right. You know, you're, yeah, right. Or also in corporations when one department Banks wants to communicate with another. Right. And it would go down. Yeah. But I think somebody at a NASCAR racetrack, I think they... First of all, I think most of the transactions are done by credit card. I'm on a roll right now. Yeah, but look what happened is they, they knocked out all the credit card usage. Oh, you're right. I guess that's when I started dozing off. Yeah, you're right. They answered that question. But also, I think they put the money in the cash register. 
five they dollar they bills were, here. They were keeping them in a cash register. And when they were done, they were sending. I know. That's not a, a labyrinth of tubes. I don't buy that. I buy it. I know. It's because you like the director. I, I, that's a story question. Though. I know. That's a writing I know, question. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 I thought it was directed well. I, I think everyone did their job pretty well. I do too. I liked Ocean's Eleven more. I did if too. Compar- oh, you did too, Robert? Oh, for sure. If we're comparing heist movies, Ocean's Eleven was a wink, a more overt wink, a more obvious Ocean's wink. Ocean's Eleven is one of the best and heist movies the cast, ever. Yeah, agreed. And and uh, normally the case is that we don't like the um, remakes, obviously the mm-hmm. classic one with the Rat Pack, but this they pulled this off with the people they got. And it was beautifully photographed. It was a lush movie. And this, again, was a dusty movie. And I didn't... I don't know. Yeah. It was good. I'm actually giving it a B-. minus. You're giving it a B++. Um, that's what I'm giving I it. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Solid movie. Yeah. 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 So I guess somewhere in between... I guess our consensus would be B. Right? I mean, between the two of us, you, you were saying it. B-, minus, I would say B+. Plus, so probably yeah. a, a B. That's Interesting about backstory on who wrote the screenplay. It's a big mystery. See, now I'm going to share this with you. Um, you want to talk about that? Some people think that his um, his girlfriend wrote the screenplay. Uh-huh. Some people think that there's an obscure comedian who wrote it. Some people think he wrote the screenplay. And it was, um, they never identified the person that the actors were communicating via email with the screenwriter uh, who was living in England, supposedly. A little mystery there about hmm. who wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to share that trivia. You know, he also... Let's give to the Red Cross. What? <laughs> you notice that he... Did you think the shots were interesting in the movie? Yes, absolutely. He's his own director of photography. See the DP as well? But he's not credited as such. He's the, That's interesting. He's credited as Peter Andrews. And it's because uh, the unions won't let him credit himself. And it's not... It why makes can't, me so angry. Why can't... The, so Peter Andrews is an alien. That's that's like that cliche name, right? That we, the Alan Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, why is that rule, that union rule, in place? What's the purpose to hire a cinematographer? Something to that, right? Effect, so yeah. it's affecting income for other members. Something like something that. like that. But yeah, so if you, that's interesting, if you do a certain job, you can't share screen credit. So you can't say if you're union, if you're the director, and you also edit it. Let's say. You can't share the same. It has to to say directed by so and so, and then a new card could say edited by so and so. So there's certain rules to it, which yeah. is really dumb. You should be able to make the edit the credits however you want. Yeah, as long as everyone's it's, okay with everyone's it. cool with it. That's all that matters. But the credits should obviously reflect who did what. I'm sure we'll have someone who is in with the unions. I'd like that. I'd I look forward to that email. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All right. I don't have much else to say about the movie. What I was don't... your money shot? Why don't you go first? <laughs> that's, that's, you did not think <laughs> of your money shot. Uh, you oh, know, I know mine. I know mine. Okay. Uh, the tubes, the tubes. The t- are definitely money <laughs> the shot. Tubes. Uh, what else was the big money shot from this movie? Man. I For whatever reason, the that little magnet on the gate that keeps sticking out to me and I don't know why I guess uh, uh, that gate opening there was a scene where they couldn't get this gate to open and that gate opening scene was shot really interestingly some really odd angles quirky angles uh, of of the gate coming in and out of focus 
And then later on, there was a close-up of the magnet that was revealed to have been the, the actual problem for this gate not opening. That Those little shots there with that sequence, I don't know, for whatever reason, that just kind of stuck with me. I like that they were all at the bar at the end. Hmm? By the way, we knew that was Hillary Swank. We knew by her voice, and it was like the big right. reveal when we see her from the front, but we knew it was her when we saw her from the back. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like trying to be... Who, who else fun. could it be? Yeah. But it was supposed to be a... Was that supposed to be a surprise? No, no, we knew it was her. Okay, yeah. But for me, it's those tubes. I can't get past those vacuum tubes. You know something else I like about this movie? Is that uh, not everyone's hair was perfectly in place. It's... it's It was... Especially Channing Tatum's. His hair was kind of messy at points. And it it wasn't messy like, hey, we're going to give you bedhead. It it seemed like it was just kind of realistic natural but, yeah it was natural again the antithesis of oceans 11 mm. where everyone's hair was perfect yeah 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 shiny dusty i like <laughs> daniel craig yeah yeah i, I did too i did too yeah. yeah that's it all right well yeah i any other money shots nope tubes. I, I have a feeling this is gonna be a movie that we slowly forget about i already forgot <laughs> all right well there you go let's talk about top five i love our top five okay yeah now go ahead do your no little... you what were you gonna say you're about well, to say i was gonna explain why we chose this we're gonna do your poem first oh i'm glad you reminded oh, me fuck, really robert i would have forgotten to have said that thank you so much and all the listeners are thanking you too i'm sure they are <laughs> and now wipe off that frown as we present our countdown we ain't Josh and this ain't no jive. Time to give a listen to our top five. Wonderful. Thank you for reminding me, Robert. Uh, yeah, so Logan Lucky is backwards, it's right? Horrible. It should be Sweet Lucky foot. Logan. Absolutely. Not to mention, now that we've seen the movie, it's not even a very good title what is, in reference to the movie. Yeah. They, they were the Logan brothers, and I think they're trying to say, like, oh, you're never lucky. You guys always fuck up. And then this was their lucky right, shot. I right. think that's what they're trying to say. Right. But all in all, it was just a bad title. Absolutely. It's like, I love what you said the other day. It's like saying um, couch brown. Yeah. Instead of brown couch. Right. It's we weird. We put the modifier before the noun. Right. But not in this movie. So in keeping with that, we right. chose a few movies here that have bad titles. So you want to go it. first? You want me to go first? Let me go first, but I want to preface it by saying something. Titles are funny animal. Because they become the thing. And I'm going to give an example right now. It's not my top five, but don't worry. It's not on yours. Don't. It's not going to be a, okay. a scoop. Yeah. But I want to say, even I remember when Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind came out, I thought, what a weird title of the third kind. That's my number two. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as we saw the movie and embraced it, suddenly the title becomes the thing. It becomes it. Do you know what I mean, Robert? Yeah. You you get the the you connect- know the thing is number four and it is number one. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. You don't that the title becomes the very thing. Yet having said that, I think we can still pull back and acknowledge movies, whether good or bad, with truly lousy titles. Okay. Number five for me, yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Really? Yeah. I think we're going to disagree. Oh, I don't think we're going to have any matches here. No. Good, good, good. 19, we already, uh, Tim Robbins and uh, Morgan, Morgan Freeman. You know, what we know is based on a a short story by, uh, what's his name? By um, Stephen King. Uh, Wait. You knew that. The the Rita. Yeah, you know that. You know, you said the Shawshank Redemption. What did you think of? For some reason in my mind. You flashed on a different movie. I did. 
Where did you go? Schindler's list was sticking in my head. I don't know why. Where did that come from? I don't know. You said shh, and I was going to Schindler's List, and that's why I was like, "Really?" Because you're obsessed with the last scene where we see a Jewish star in the cemetery. Uh, That's a pretty good movie, actually. I like that one. Oh, Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's good. Wait a minute. No, I just referenced. I just referenced Saving Private Ryan. That's the last scene. No, no. Wait, it is Schindler's Schindler's List. List. Was Schindler's List? Yeah, that's right. The pullback. They put the rocks on. The rock, but then there's the yeah. Okay, so now. Having said that, let's go back to my actual fifth, which is Shawshank Redemption, Shawshank Redemption. not Schindler's List. Are you still surprised? It, uh, well, the full title of that was Shawshank Redemption and... Actually, it's Rita, Rita Hayworth, Hayworth and, and Shawshank, Redemption. Shawshank Redemption, which is even worse. And uh, it was a short story by Stephen King. And there's been a lot written about... The movie was not popular when it first came out and obviously became a sleeper hit and almost a cult-like movie. Mm-hmm. But... Um, People have theorized that because it is such a bad title, that's one reason it lost so much money when it first came out in the box office. Your thoughts on that? You... I think it was just a really hard year for movies. There were so many yes. great movies that year. Yes. That was the year from... It was 94. Yes, I mean, it was. was. Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump. Um, was it seven that year, I think, as well? There were, uh, that might have been 95. But there was, there were probably eight or nine really, really good movies that year. So... I think it was just a tough year. It's an odd title. Shawshank Redemption. What, 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 what does that mean? Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I see what you're saying. I think there's some worse ones. Now, I, I put my... I do too. Like my fourth, third, <laughs> second, and first. Indeed, there are worse ones. Touche, my friend. Touche. <laughs> what I tried to do is I tried to include movies that I knew, although some of these I haven't seen in so long that it's almost like I... I don't know. There was one movie that I researched that I found. I went, that is an awful title, which was, uh, it was a 19, uh, I, this is not a scoop of ice cream. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's a movie that I don't think is on your list either. Uh, 1966 movie called Don't Worry, We'll Think of a Title. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, that's kind of clever. <laughs> that's so too. I was kind of like, that's so like bad, that. but it's kind of clever. But that's not one of mine at all. I just thought it was really interesting to bring up. I never saw the movie. I don't know what it is. But I just happened to see that there was a movie called Don't Worry. I love it. We'll think of a title. Um, I'm wondering if... Yeah. Well, I should interrupt you. Go ahead. I am wondering if you're going to include... You turned me on to this film, and I can't pronounce that long title. Oh, 19... that's my number uh, four. Then I just better be quiet. Never yep. mind. Sorry. But my number five yeah, I was in the meantime that... is Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I was going to say that. I have the poster. Do you? I have the poster. <laughs> Break into Electric Boogaloo. Although, what's wrong with that title? That title it's, does start to it does start to make it more interesting now. Um, you know, it, this was during the 1984 breakdance, you know, um, height of breakdance, and Electric Boogaloo. Oh, and it rhymes. Yeah. Are you sure it's a bad title? Uh, pretty bad. Yet it reflected the energy of the. I saw the movie. Yeah, it yeah. reflected the energy. I used. I did have the poster. All right, that's your. That's your number five. Yep. My number four. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to so disagree. You're going to roll your eyes. Okay. You're going to tell me to go home. The Great Escape. Ah, I'm not allowed to say that anymore <laughs> because North by Northwest. What the huh. fuck does that now have to do with the movie? It, yeah, and I, I, you know, I first of all, let me say, nineteen fifty nine with, um, with obviously Alfred Hitchcock and Cary Grant was in it, and other notables and so on, and they did trek across the United States 
but um, what what is that? Why is that north by northwest? That makes even though they're moving and it's a complicated storyline with microfilm and 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 misidentifies and all screwed up. And it's um, I do want to tell you that that film was actually because of the climax at Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. They were going to call it. Uh, they were going to call it the man on Lincoln's nose because it's Mount Rushmore. That's almost worse. It's almost as bad yeah. as North by Northwest. But, but you know what? You're right. North by Northwest is a it, pretty shitty title. So you do like my number four. I would it, agree. What does it mean? Why would they call it North by Northwest? What? And it was such a, a great, important if film. If there is a reason, it's not very clear. It's, it's not, not clear. Ever. And therefore, it's a fail. But if it's not clear... Yeah. Anyway, that's my number four. What's yours, Robert? My number four is a movie from 1968. Sorry, which I, I was telling you about before. Yeah. Uh, you actually bought me on Criterion a couple years ago for yeah. my birthday. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. It's called Symbiopsychotaxoplasm Take One. And the only reason I didn't put it on my list is because I can't pronounce it. But tell us about this film. Tell us about this movie. You know what? No. Yeah. Go watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's actually pretty good. It's weird. It's kind of, it blurs the line of, What's yeah, it's real? experimental. It blurs yeah. the line of, uh, of, reality and fiction and uh, it's all shot in um in central park in new york and it's it's interesting but go check it out symbiopsychotaxoplasm take one the director remember i showed you he died about a year ago yeah G- and he givens something yeah like he givens. shot part two before he died all right yeah yeah yep i had a feeling all I right was my number three it's a clint eastwood movie Every which way but loose. What the fuck does that mean? That's a good point. Clint Eastwood, 1978, and the monkey, and the monkey's in it. It should have been called the Clint Eastwood movie with the with, with the monkey. The ring and it tank. should be called that. It yeah. should be that would have more meaning. Every which way. Think about these words. Every which way, but loose. What the fuck? I did some research. I did some research, and sure enough, it was based on a. Um, Eddie Rabbit song hmm. called that, and what it meant was that this guy loves the girl but she won't let him go and he's trying to get rid of her but he can't because he loves her every which way but he can't get loose boom it makes sense too bad i had to do research and dig so deep in order for it to make sense oh you didn't get that from the title (laughs) it's a horrible title my number three is a 1971 movie a black exploitation movie sweet sweetback's badass song that's you know it. Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song? I have the Blu-ray. Yeah, right. It literally is badass, and there's like seven S's. That's the full That's name so of the movie. That's so funny. Bad A-S-S-S-S. First of all, it's Sweet Sweetback. That's his name. And it's Badass Song. It's a, it's, it was one of the, very much like um, Shaft kind of yeah, uh, yeah. era. Yeah. Yeah. Black exploitation. Black, black exploitation, yeah. Yeah. I was talking about Shaft. It's okay then. Shaft. Yeah. Watch your mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Watch your number two. I don't know if you're familiar with my number two. Mm-hmm. And here it is. They even changed the title when it was released. Have you ever heard of a film in... I almost said entitled, Ooh. but you taught me that. Have you ever heard of a film titled Krakatora, East of Java? Does that mean anything to you? I Is, is it vaguely familiar? Yes. Yeah. Yes. First of all, calling a film, I've been waiting all, for days to talk to you about this right now. Krakatura, East of Java. 
Like you have to tell people where it's like saying, it's like saying the name of the next film, Los Angeles, South of Sacramento. <laughs> it's just East of Java, 1969. Um, and um, Maximilian Shell was in it and so on. When they re-released it, they called it Volcano. And here's the thing I've been dying to tell you. I heard this in 1969 when the movie came out. I read about this and sure enough, I checked it a couple nights ago and it's true. The title is wrong. Krakatoa is west of Java. That's they so knew funny. this. They knew this afterwards. They had the opportunity. They said, you know what? East sounds more exotic. Let's just leave it the way it is. It was a mistake. That's so funny. That's, I love that. That makes it, it, that's making it even worse. But Krakatoa, east of Java, is the name of a movie. That's why they renamed it Volcano. Well, one could argue it's extremely east of Java. That's very funny. They circumvent the, yeah. the world, yeah. Okay, I have for my number two, uh, you're going to complain, so get ready to complain, but I tied. No, that, not. One should be a scoop of ice. Well, say what you want. I tied. You can bitch we've never had, you We've never had a tie. I tied. And I tied because they're all the same problem that I have with these movies. They're all kids' movies, kind of young, adultish movies. Uh, the first one, from 2004, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate yeah. Events. Yeah. From 2016, Miss Pennegree's Home for Peculiar Children. And 2007, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Those are far too complex. And those are tricky, wordy names. Too many words. What the fuck are you doing? Too many words. First of all, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. You don't need Lemony Snicket's in there. You could just say A Series of Unfortunate Events. Yeah, yeah. And I know Lemony Snicket's is the author of the book, but right. so what? Who cares? Yeah, yeah. And Miss Pennegree's Home for Peculiar Children, which I think is also based on a book, but you could just say Miss Pennegree's Home. Right, right. That would be enough. Yeah. Or The Home for Peculiar Children. How about that? That's even better. Yeah. Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. I saw that. You saw I that? Saw, I saw it in a theater on a, on a blind date. On Why? a blind date in Orange County. I've not seen that movie. It was uh, laborious. Was it? The date or the movie? Uh, ah, it sounds both. like both. Yeah. Yep. Mr. Megorium. Yeah. What's his name was in that? Who, Dustin who died? Hoffman. Hmm? No. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? You're thinking, was it Heath Ledger? Is that yes. Anything? That was his yeah. like, last movie. But Dustin Hoffman was in that movie. Got it. But you're new. But I was thinking about yeah, yeah Heath Ledger. Okay, Dustin Hoffman was in that film. Didn't ever. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was too. I was focused on my date. <laughs> you were going down on her in the <laughs> back of the theater. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your number one? My number one is a tie. Is it really? Well, get the fuck out of here. No, it. actually, I'm half serious. But I, I don't like. I'd like to shift my top. Can the top five list be organic as we're talking? Make little. Now, you've said the word organic. About seven times this episode. Or organic or orgasm. <laughs> Orgasmic. I actually put down Logan Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky? Yeah. I and I'm using the film that we critiqued as my number one. Do you think and, that's the worst title movie? No, of all that's time? why I'm gonna shift gears now. But I thought I hate that title. I know we talked about yeah. that a lot and I, I would always even when I typed it in to see what time it was playing, I would reverse the words and I don't know if it's number one but it was number one but now I'm going to shift because you cheated a little bit with your mm -hmm. tie and okay. I'm going to do it too a really good movie in 2014 
The Imitation Game. Hmm. Um, Alan Turing, yeah. remember that? Yeah. And it was such a great movie and building this elaborate contraption to break the German code and, and the fact in the third act it was gay and they were using that against him and blackmailing him and so on. What do the words imitation game mean? How does that have anything to do with the film? Do you know? Well, I think it was having to imitate the the code. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a stretch. Oh, you're right. And I'll go back to Logan Lucky. No, but um, I did some research on that, and it was a test run for the machine, which he did a paper on, and he called the name of the paper The Imitation Game. It was a test run to break the uh. code, and that's what that was from. It's Even if you find that connection, I'm suggesting it's not a good title. The Imitation Well, he was game. imitating... I thought about that. Yeah. He was imitating being a straight man, right? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is that really? Is that what you got from it? That's what I was thinking. Wow. Like working huh. on a couple levels. But yeah. I still think it's kind of... I'm going to go back to North by it's, Northwest. I was going to say it's kind of Northwest. Yeah. Also, um, let me mention, do you have scoops in addition to your tie? No. Oh, you don't? Giggly? Remember Giggly? Geely. Yeah, I know. I'm saying it wrong. G- Boy, and... you're going to step on one of mine. I'm not done yet. Oh, you still have one. I do. Oh, you did one? Yeah. My number one, the worst. Don't say it's Geely. It's but that's not it, is it? That's it. It's my number one. No, it's not. Yeah, Giggly. Robert, no, I my t- number one movie is a movie it. from 1992, starring uh, Sylvester Stallone. Wait, stop or my mom will shoot. I remember that? I kind of like that title. Oh my gosh! Wait, stop. I mean, stop! I remember that. Movie. Stop. Oh, yeah, my bobble shoot. That's very good. Very oh. good. Sly impression. That's your number one? I think that's the worst title. Stop movie I or my mom will shoot. Although I do have to say, don't worry. We'll think of a title. It's pretty bad. Too. I love that one. I love that one. <laughs> do you remember the TV show, My Mother the Car? I sure do. I sure do. That's a pretty shitty title. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's a pretty shitty premise. Yeah. I know. I know. Yep. People have been watching and too much, Mr. Ed. Yeah. Well, hey, guess what? Oh, Wait, did you have more? I just want to say, uh, oh, others, well, we already talked about that. Octopussy was just, yeah, okay. I think I'm done with my list, and I don't have any more scoops. Can you just say Octopussy again? <laughs> Are you getting hard? <laughs> All right. Well, guess what? We did it. We did it? Yeah. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I know. It's been a long... All right, Night. well, we uh, another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you like our top five. Yeah, what should you do about it? You should email us. Oh, where? At our email address. Which? <laughs> <laughs> or if you have questions for Vernon Wells, or if you, uh, if you want to have, pick a bone with us about Lucky Logan. I'm going to start saying Lucky, Lucky Logan. Logan. You can email us. At I'm Robert so lucky at moneyshotpodcast.net or... And or Ira at moneyshotpodcast.net. Or you can shoot a message to us over at Twitter, which is at moneyshotpod, or an Instagram message at moneyshotpodcast. We're all over the place, aren't we? We truly we really are. are. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, Google Play. Just go to our website. And please let somebody know about the show. So if somebody likes movies, likes Lucky Logan, or Logan Lucky, or Steve Soderbergh, or Vernon Wells, or... Our film, which is titled Thirty Love," mm-hmm. not entitled. No, I know, but it is entitled to a, a nice audience for its premiere. So, yeah, 
you should allow it to be entitled by purchasing a ticket, which you can get at Indiegogo. You can look us up, 30 Love Film. Uh, You can go to our Facebook page, 30 Love Film. You can find us at 30lovefilm.com. There's a bunch of different ways you can find us. Let me just say that um, a while back, it did have its global premiere in Boston at the Boston Film Festival, and this is the LA premiere. That was the that closing night excited. Film. That's right, on the IMAX screen. Yeah. And uh, there, it will be a red carpet event, and we will be there. Are you going to be there? I might. I might show up. Right, yeah. don't, don't oversleep. I'll sleep through the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, go ahead and buy some tickets. Get those soon. And until next time, keep watching movies. And we'll help you sort of out.